Welcome to Dynasty Theory, your source for everything Dynasty fantasy football. With your host, John Bauer. I'm looking to sell everybody price-dependent. Dan LaMagna. Too much dysfunction in Cleveland. And Mitch Sorensen. Well, it's hard to compete with excellence. We are back with another episode of Dynasty Theory. And I promise you, we hit on the rookie quarterbacks, we hit on the rookie running backs, and we keep pushing these rookie wide receivers and tight ends we're going to get to them next week, I promise. But we had to cover so much of the free agent action last week, and it hasn't stopped. We're still going. I was adding things still today. And the, the show notes are so – it's like a, a novel. It scared Mitch off, so he's not joining us tonight. But don't worry. We have Dan LaMagna. Is that a fresh haircut, Dan? I'm, I'm about a week a week into this haircut. We're still short, though. You know, Normally, I'm you know backwards hat when it gets long, so you're on to something there. But, yeah, yeah – I, I go a while here. Yeah, I, I got to go short. I don't have the pretty hair that you and Mitch have, so it's all good. But, uh, you know, high and tight football cut, man, ready for all these free agents and talk about them. You know, we keep pushing those rookie receivers off because we've never had this before. I, I do not remember this early of a frenzy. Like, my rankings are ch- changing by the hour. Mitch and I, we do the behind-the-scenes stuff with the projections. I do a lot of the baseline stuff, and then we'll start to go in. There were some teams, no joke, before free agency started, like I didn't have a quarterback to put in for them. I might've had one running back to receive, like, like the Atlanta Falcons are kind of like that still. So there's a lot of things going on, but we want to talk about the second wave of free agency. And I had to rack my brain a little bit. I had to go through and I'm like, okay, what has happened since last Tuesday that we haven't talked about some of this Mitch and I talked about Saturday morning on the free patreon episode of the pivot point we've had a ton of people that listen to the episode that have come into the discord and that you know they, they've reached out to us for the link so really happy about that i think we're going to put out a free episode every month of the the pivot point but we did talk about a, li- a few of these guys there but we didn't get dan's opinion so we're going to run through there's a lot of stuff here so some of it's going to be pretty quick but i i think i got the the high value notes at the top here so deshaun watson in cleveland like i said mitch and i covered it on the episode on saturday but dan i want your opinion here i want your thoughts how does this impact the team overall i know in the intro cleveland has too much dysfunction so is this more dysfunction can they write the ship here maybe once and for all there's a lot of opinions here i have never had a more difficult time just feeling comfortable with this on, on many levels as you know jb between you know, this premier high profile elite quarterback athlete, all the off off the field stuff. And then, you know, to your point, the Browns attempt to be all in, which we commend in the fantasy world. And I still have a feeling the dysfunctional Cleveland Browns, if they haven't already, will find a way to mess things up. But that's to be determined. Putting that aside right now, we are under the assumption that he's going to come into the season, potentially be suspended for X amount of games. So we, we factor that in and that always kind of like, I, I, I struggle with like, I want to win JB. Like I, I, you know, our rosters we talk about are more like built now. So I struggle a little bit from not potentially having the quarterback for a long time and then having him try to get in sync with that offense, but he's young, he's talented. They're all in $230 million in. They've got a good O line. The running game takes the pressure off. They get my boy Amari Cooper in there. They've got talented tight ends. We need to see how the rest of the receivers 
shape up. I do like Donovan People Jones. So he's got something to work at, but I don't know if it's as an attractive place as when, even though Houston was dysfunctional, they were kind of high flying. They had to score a lot mm-hmm. of points. It was really a nice situation for him there. So, JB, man, I'm probably going to shy away in Dynasty. That's a little bit more, I think, towards just my coaching feelings and ethics than Dynasty fantasy football. Um, but we've seen a lot of people buy at a good price, and they're probably going to end themselves up with a, a young franchise quarterback in Dynasty, which we all convey. I waited too long. I actually pulled the trigger in our listener league, and I acquired Deshaun Watson. I paid a, paid a pretty penny. But just like you mentioned it, you hit the nail on the head. This is one of those situations where, and I, I said this on Saturday's show, if you were out on Deshaun Watson because of off-the-field issues, no issue with that. Absolutely. Like, you know, you talk to people. I, I, I don't want Deshaun Watson on my team. I don't care what the price is. I respect that 100%. Then there's some people, they look at it strictly from a fantasy standpoint, and that's certainly kind of the way I gravitate just because, you know, we, we hosted a dynasty fantasy football show. But I, I'm never going to sit there and say, oh, you know, go out and pay this price, do that. I, I don't care that you're out on him because of how he is as a person. I yep. respect it 100%. So, so I get that from you know what you mentioned and here at dynasty theory we're not trying to be judge and jury we want to give our listeners different perspectives and if if i'm putting dan's feeling aside like i am hoping to get one of the other elite quarterbacks so i don't need a watson but you put everything aside as i looked at the quarterback landscape john there are in my rankings my opinion you tell me what you think where you're at with this i have seven and and you know i age discriminate So, so so i have like seven maybe even six that I think are really like you're set, you know, and that's like Josh Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, those four are like concrete. And then there's like Dak, Lamar, Kyler, maybe they have like little warts forming, but they're still pretty nice elite situations. If you don't get one of those guys, JB, then you're banking on old man Rogers and Wilson. You're looking at like the upside, hopefully, of a Lawrence Stafford. I, I shouldn't have don't left forget, him out. Don't him forget out. Stafford. I was ready to bounce. Yep, yep. We can't leave Stafford out by any means. You know, maybe Carr, maybe he's inching in with, you know, the Raiders offseason. But after that, man, it is a lot of ifs. So you get Watson. If you can put the ethics and feelings aside, he's leaps and bounds about everybody else. Yeah, I have, I have those seven above Deshaun Watson. And he's been creeping up my tears because – we didn't know how it was going to play out, you know, and then some things have come out. Uh, some, I don't, I've, it's distasteful, when I, you know, to say resolve because I don't think there's resolve. And again, that that's a completely different conversation, but he, he goes to Cleveland. Uh, it's not exactly that high powered offense that you would like. It's not going to be a, a Josh Allen who's thrown it X amount of times per game. It's not going to be Justin Herbert who, you know, doesn't have any of these off the field concerns, but also just the chargers are going in the right direction. We believe as a franchise, the Browns, we thought they were, and then the, yeah. like they're holding Baker Mayfield hostage pretty much who knows what's going on. But yeah, I have seven quarterbacks. I saw Deshaun Watson in a startup go two Oh three today. And that's probably a fair range, but you know, I, I, I don't think there's going to be a question about his talent. That's not the issue. Nope. And I don't, we don't think the legal stuff is going to keep him away from the field 
anything long-term like we've seen. And like other than those names we mentioned, what's kind of different now too is like the young quarterbacks that we're attracted to in Dynasty, Trevor Lawrence, you know, we got a lot of Jacksonville Jaguar questions. Trey Lance, we're still wondering what the Niners are doing with the quarterback situation. Mm -hmm. Justin Fields, what's happening with the Bears? They're the guys you want to be in love with. It's just a little hard to do that right now. Yeah, there are question marks there. But again, if you want a little bit more in-depth conversation, we talked about that on on last week's uh, over the weekend. Uh, Devontae Adams to the Raiders. How does this impact him from a dynasty perspective? You're, you're laughing at Mitch's comment in the chat. Mitch says, damn, I can't believe Mitch isn't on. This episode's awful. But yeah, it, yeah. Only Mitch cannot be on the show, but it's still on the show. Like, leave it to Mitch. I, I think that's like a he, HR fine there. Isn't that a fine? Isn't that like against our like our bylaws or something? HR policy. Yeah. Like if you're gonna be out, yeah. you need to be out. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he barely got off. We almost didn't let him have off the, the week he had appendicitis. He's lucky he got off that week. I was ready to live stream from the hospital room, but now he's pulling this crap. No, so uh anyway, Devontae Adams, are, are how are you looking at that situation in Las Vegas? And how are you looking at Derek Carr? It's a big wow. That was an impact signing there. Like that, that really stirred things up. We love that, you know, big, huge free agent move. Raiders are legit. I really think they're trending in, a, in an encouraging direction in a division. They have they to. Have it's, to. Nor, it's, it's an arms race. It's AFC arms race. West is a battlefield, man. So I, I think Adams is great wherever, but I mean, Carr's not as good as Rogers as much as we like try to like always say, Hey, why is Carr where he is? He doesn't get the respect. He's, he's, he's good in fantasy. He's still not Aaron Rodgers. So I don't think, I don't see how you can't ding Adams is, is like flashy as the new toy is in, in Las Vegas a little bit, not having Aaron Rodgers. I, I actually think this makes his, uh, uh, Mr. Bywater in the chat car is the most disrespected quarterback too. Hey, we love cars. We, we love the car family so much. We talk about David Carr on a weekly basis pretty much, but I think Devonte Adams, his, his ceiling comes down, but I still see him as a wide receiver one, maybe lower end wide receiver one in 2022. I think this uh, more negatively impacts Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, obviously huge for Derek Carr. Again, we like these are older things, but I wanted to get Dan jumping in from last week. Uh, you know, again, go back to to the pivot point, man. That's a nice little plug there. Go back to that. That was. It's almost unfair to Devonte Adams or Derek Carr, isn't it? It's like you're comparing him to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they're gonna yeah, have they're they're best friends from college. They're gonna have a great season. Adams is still elite. Just it's not Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, I had a hair in my mouth. I'm trying to. Anyway. Now we get into a little bit more recent news here. Uh, Matt Ryan to the Colts for a third round pick. I like this for Matt Ryan, but I, I also like it for my dynasty shares because I think this presents an opportunity to move off of him. There, there's been some interest. You know, Matt Ryan on the Falcons with that poor offensive line, with the lack of weapons. Not that the, the Colts are by any means just loaded with receiving options you have michael Pittman, paris campbell who can't stay healthy zach pascal is out the door he landed in philadelphia uh talking about mitch's suspension in the chat here threw me for a loop uh <laughs> but then you have maybe ty hilton he, he put a tweet of a little picture signing paper 
is he is he coming back for you to play with Matt Ryan? Who knows? But I still think that's going to be a run first offense. And I do think that offensive line, while it wasn't fantastic last year, the way we expected, it is going to be better than what we would see in Atlanta. So it is an uptick for Matt Ryan. But I again, it is very difficult when you have a 36 year old quarterback to get him off of your roster for a reasonable price. Why I was stuck with Ben Roethlisberger on so many teams. Why, you know, Tom Brady's been pretty much immovable for the last decade because he's too old. He's too old. But this gives us a chance to move Matt Ryan. And that's the opportunity I'm taking because I'm still over 20% roster ship. I was thinking of you because I know you have a big roster ship and yeah. Matty Ice there. And we've talked about that. And I think it's a win-win for you. It really is because hopefully this does open that opportunity to win them at a fair price. That's going to help your team. But if it didn't, this is where you would want him to land. He looks like a quarterback. Hey, we say we're d- dynasty. Depending on your roster construction, JB, you're trying to win it. He went in a place where he looks like he has two, three years left of football in him, and he's going to put up some some good stats in a super flex starting two quarterback lineup there. Um, ideal situation for him as far as a line that can protect him, a well-coached team, and he does have some weapons. Hopefully the Colts can build on them maybe through the draft. Yeah, so I, I bump him up a little bit but he's still in that 27 to 32 range looking at the quarterback tier and it's quarterbacks that very well could be rotating again in 2023. So we're going to get one year out of them, but who knows after that, similar to Tom Brady, similar to Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones. Uh, and at this point, there's a bunch. boom, perfect segue. Marcus Mariota. I have him in the same tier, two years, Atlanta Falcons, do you think they target a quarterback in the NFL draft? Because I think they do. It's in my notes. I, I, I see a definite window to that happening. And th- this takes us back to the beginning of our conversation, not to go back to Watson and elite quarterbacks, but why you want them. Doesn't this feel a little bit like, you know, whether you want to call it the stock market or there is still so much inst- instability here. I feel like we're at a high Mariota, Trubisky, Matty Ice, but draft day. Someone's going to go to bathroom in our Cheerios, man. I'm telling you that like somebody's going to go sour on us. We just don't know which ones and how soon. And is this a one-year window? Could they lose their job this year? I don't know, man. We, we have a lot of questions in the dynasty community of what you're doing with these guys. So Mariota, you know, I have blind faith because I do have many shares of Mariota, even traded for a little bit. I was thinking he was going to go to the Colts. That was a little bit of my mm-hmm. hope. It ended up Atlanta. Um, I want to believe in coach Arthur Smith. But this is also the same coach that benched him from Tannehill, which has me very conflicted. Is Coach Smith saying, hey, I know what I got in Mariota, so we could mentor a young rookie quarterback. I'll be good for one year with him. He's a running quarterback in fantasy, but could he throw enough to maintain a job? And, you know, there's Kyle Pitts, CPAT, and who else? That's the other question there in Atlanta. There's a lot of questions. And A.J. Brown came out and said the the greatest leader that I've had the honor of playing with. You know, I paraphrase that a little bit, but – a glowing endorsement from AJ Brown, high end receiver, obviously speaking highly of Marcus Mariota and uh, that Mariota. And I feel like as soon as I bring up character for somebody the next week, they're in the news about something because I specifically remember saying how Deshaun Watson never had an issue, great character. And then it's like, boom, I talked about like, literally I remember talking about Darius Geist during the rookie stuff. Great Carol. JB, stop throwing these endorsements on people. But I think I'm safe with Marcus Mariota. 
great character, great leader, sp- spoken of highly by by top talents across the league. But from a talent perspective, with the talent around him in Atlanta, it's a it's you know the the candles burning from both ends here, and I think time's going to run out fairly fairly quickly. So there's a lot of conversations about Mitchell Trubisky, Marcus Mariota. What's going to happen with them? I'm not writing off the Steelers or the Falcons looking to draft a rookie quarterback to learn from, you know, Mitchell Trubisky, like even Mitchell Trubisky for the Steelers and and Mariota, they're both in the same situation. I I think from a professional standpoint, there's a lot to learn from both of them. Highly touted, highly recruited, you know, coming into the NFL and then kind of fizzled out. We're relegated to backup roles. Now maybe have an opportunity. So that, that learning experience, it's definitely something that uh, that I think is more the coaching aspect and off the field as opposed to anything a spreadsheet or film could really show you. But with that said, I'm, I'm moving Marcus Mariota. Uh, anybody that has access to my tiers free for the rest of March, the link is going to be in the show description. So just give it a little click. I'll give you access. Just need your email address. But you can see the types of players like like would you take this question came up James Connor or Marcus Mariota twelve team superflex James Connor in a heartbeat I, I want James Connor I actually have them relatively close together because of how the tiers line up but I think that might have been unanimous in our little uh, Discord poll I'm uh, amazed how many people are going after my James Connor and Lenny Fournette uh, shares this this past week and it's not even I, like touching what I think they're worth yeah. Man, you're, these segues are spot on. Leonard Fournette, three-year deal to remain in Tampa Bay. What's up? Quick timeout. I don't. I don't want to lose my quarterback thought first, though. And, and then, then, then I'll set you up for that perfect segue that I just ruined. You know, I just, yeah, I just tanked it. You know, no, you it's fine. Down? It's fine. That's what happens when Mitch is in here. It's his fault. But there's, I'm a little bit more bullish on Trubisky than Mariota. And I'm a little more nervous on Mariota. So with you, I'm like, you know what? Hey, if you want my Mariota sh- trades. I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping he holds on because I, I love that third, maybe even a fourth quarterback in some of my ro- rosters. But I have a little bit more confidence in Trubisky because I don't think Malik Willis would slide to the Steelers. And he's, to me, the only quarterback that I'm really intrigued by. I mean, I have some other guys I'm, you know, I'm really curious what these NFL teams think about. And that's going to make for a great draft show and draft party when we get there. Um, but I'm more bullish on Trubisky, less on Mariota. and. We'll go from we'll we'll see what happens from there, JP. We're at the point now that a lot of these lower end quarterbacks, like you know, I, I mentioned Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, as you can see, who does not have a a starting position right now. There are too many quarterbacks in those lower tiers, and not enough NFL starting positions. You know, only thirty two spots. There's there's. 32 core, well, even more because we had Jared Goff, Davis Mills, Garoppolo, Trubisky, uh, Jordan Love. Obviously, he's not getting an opportunity anytime soon. But now you have the incoming rookies. We have about 37 quarterbacks for 32 starting spots. And guys like Mariota and Trubisky, I want to get out a little bit earlier than letting them sit. This is what we waited for, right? You went out to acquire them at probably a discount at a very nice price. And now you can maximize that value, that return. I don't love him in Atlanta with that line, with that those weapons. It's, it, they're lacking. 
you could see it being a short stint based on everything you said. And like Greg says in the chat, Pittsburgh less dysfunctional than Atlanta also. I, yeah. I think there's something to that. And like I'm trying to look back at Mariota and Trubisky's previous tenures, and both were in tough situations in Tennessee and Chicago at that time. So I'm like, all right, could some of them turn it around and maybe a better situation? But Mariota's not going to a better situation. At least we don't think so. And Ryan Tannehill came in and flourished in that same bad situation. And usually you look at quarterbacks and it's like, okay, Mariota does have that mobility. Trubisky does have that mobility. So it kind of helps bail them out in certain situations behind a poor offensive line. But it's, again, I'm, I'm looking to cash out. And if I can get, I know the question came in like a 204 for Mariota or Trubisky. That's probably a fair price. And it's not going to kill your team to take the deal. I think you could get a little bit more added on. Something I might like to do is if you have 201 in Mariota, can you move that for like 107 or 108 maybe? It's not always possible. But just going We're out trying. there and trying to, to package up as opposed to maybe a lateral move. But certainly the 204, 205 range, it is a fair price. And I'm not looking to acquire Mariota or Trubisky uh, unless it it's lower than that threshold. So yeah. uh, Tr- and- Trubis- Trubisky, I would just admit- let me have my my darn segue here. I, I, I can't give you that segue. This is too interesting. I, I think we've got something for our listeners. I would pursue Trubisky. I would give a second round pick. Maybe not like maybe like that 204, 205. I would give that Trubisky. I would not for Mariota. I remember on Schefter's podcast, he talked about five teams that were one. He goes, one of them is going to sign Trubisky next week. And I don't know if he was on to it being Pittsburgh. That was definitely one of the teams that was mentioned. But like Mariota, why did the Colts pass on him and go after an old Matty Ryan? That's another. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to connect the dots too for a potential like which one of these quarterbacks this offseason you could throw Jameis Winston in that mix, all these other two year contract guys that okay, they didn't get Watson, so now they settled. Seems like everybody settled after they didn't get Watson. I think Pittsburgh went and got their guy, and other teams settled or bridged to a rookie. Yeah, but you can't fault again, strictly from a football perspective, you can't fault the Panthers, even though they haven't really done anything yet, or the Saints or the Colts for holding out to see what was going to happen with Deshaun Watson for those other dominoes to fall in place. Like Agree. I, I like Jameis Winston and he he's moved up with this two year contract. And I think coming back from the injury, I have him neck and neck with Ryan Tannehill at this point in terms of value, what I would look to, to move for either one of them. And I think Tannehill might be a little bit more, uh, highly sought after, even though nobody really wants him anyway. I've tried. I've tried to move Ryan Tannehill. But you're looking at these guys, and I, I, even though I do like them, I, I don't think it's crazy that they wanted to wait to see that if they could get a premier talent. It's not like they were, hey, if we don't get Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. then we're going to go and sign Jameis Winston. It, that wasn't the case. And I agree with you. I guess my point's more specific, again, to Mariota, where they – the Colts says, no, we're not going after Mariota. We're going Matty Ryan, where the other right. teams, like to your point, hey, we're, we're good with Winston. Watson would have been better, but. so Like they could have signed Mariota the same two-year deal. It's not going to break the bank, and you don't have to give anything up. So that that one I can't understand. I, I can get that. Uh, but, yeah, so you're a little higher on Trubisky. Mariota, I, I'm, I'm packing his bags. Get off my rosters if I can. Trubisky the same way but again as opposed to a a lateral move can I package up maybe to a team that 
you know, has some quarterback questions on their super flex rosters. Can I finally get oh, like it's get, you're stopping me from talking about Leonard Fournette, your basketball buddy, the guy that you suited up with. You would think hallway. I'd be all over that right away, but you threw me off. But I guess it was a segue. You went to Lenny because in the notes, I have receivers next on my list, but I'll let yeah, you segue. But, yeah, but I, I'm going to Lenny because you mentioned Lenny and I thought, hey, this is a perfect opportunity. And then you shut me down two times. But Leonard Fournette, he's one like still only 27 years old. I know that's older for a running back, but at his price point, what really makes him that different than Aaron Jones? You know, Ezekiel Elliott, all of a sudden now Leonard Fournette has a three-year contract, a decent chunk and guaranteed money. The big question for me is we know that offensive line is good in Tampa Bay. What's going to happen at the quarterback position beyond 2022? What, you know, Mitch is of the belief that Tom Brady's back for at least two years. I, I'm a little concerned. It's still only one, but what are your, what are your unbiased thoughts on Leonard Fournette here? What? Because you got to think he's going to move up for everybody, and that's reflected in the price and the conversations that are taking place. What group of running backs do you now have him in, and maybe where was he before to show the rise that that he took in your rankings? Putting aside that I have played basketball with Leonard Fournette, putting that aside, I don't think um, anybody's heard that story. Like never. that's brand new information. Never, but you know, you got you got to go in the Discord to get more information on that, but. Where, where I'm at with Lenny, he moved up a, a few spots because I was a bit uncertain. Like, like we saw that one report this week, like he's he's visiting New England and we all like almost lost our minds on every level. Like whether you had Lenny or Damian Harris or Ramondre Stevenson, you were losing your mind. So thank God that didn't happen. He went back to Tampa Bay and all my Lenny shares just had a big sigh of relief. And we says, all right, we're back in the ideal situation. To your point, 27, I say these are his prime years. A three-year contract's really nice. That shows some stability. He's with an organization that wants to win, has the offensive line. Everything is aligned for him. The only thing I did put in my notes was like the Brady countdown. Because when that team, when they lose him, we're back to the situation this year where it's like, okay, everybody seemed to be wanting to leave Tampa Bay. The linemen were leaving. Who is going to be their quarterback? We like you, you pray to God it's not Kyle Trask. Nothing personal, Kyle. I, I hope you have a great career moving forward. But Lenny is in the ideal situation with the, with the, the, the pass receptions. He looks durable. For, like it's just the perfect situation. So, you know where I was had him clustered in this like Travis Etienne, Damian Harris, Josh Jacobs class. I'm comfortable with him. Like, wait, still, still wait, in that class. Wait, but wait, wait, wait. What? You're lumping in Travis Etienne, Josh Jacobs, and Damian Harris. Well, I'm looking how high are you on Damien Harris? And you didn't like, play basketball with him. No, no, just young upside potential. You know, I mean, running back years, 27 is not like 24. So I'm just saying there's like a tier there that I'm, I was watching closely where Lenny went and, and what happened. Now it's not close. Now it's, now it's you know, Damien Harris is way later and all, and all that. I'm just saying he's he separated himself with his stability. I was really worried where he was going there. Um but he, so would you would you take Fournette over ETN? I would. I'm not high on ETN like other people are, JB. I'm just not like comfortable at all with that Jacksonville situation. Yeah, I, I wasn't I comfortable a year ago, and then he got injured. And now, for our listeners, yeah. if you are out on ETN, you, you can probably still get a substantial plus added to Fournette. So if if you want to pivot, we talk about pivots all the time. Let's not do the one for one swap quite yet. Um, and then Dan, I'm guessing you don't have any ETN. 
So nobody can go out and send you offers of four net zero. So I've been offered ETN. What I, I got offered ETN. I forget what it was, but I, I've turned down everything for ETN so far. It's just, I think it was yeah, like ETN all, we... for it was ETN for Connor and Fournette. That's what I was offered, and I did not want to move Connor and Fournette. I says, keep your young, talented running back. I get it. I just, I'm not there. We we all have guys that we say we're lower or higher on. And even like you, me, and Mitch were like, what the frick is this guy talking about? How could he? But so I, I get it. You know, just not exactly seeing eye to eye there, especially when you throw Damien Harris's name in there. So nonchalantly, I know he's one of your guys. Uh, so now where would you throw Fortnite? You would take him over ETN. You wouldn't have to. Uh, Jacobs or Fournette? I have them right next to each other. And it's polarizing. I have Jacobs ahead of him because of age. But depending on the league and roster construction and what I took, you know, would I say, hey, I'll fade Jacobs and hope to get Lenny in the next round if that was an opportunity? That's kind of where I'm at. And then do I even have to ask you have him above? And I, I do, too, for the record, above A.J. Dillon, Michael Carter, C.E.H. Sanders, Edmonds, I, Connor. I like do. he I, and I, I said this on Saturday's show rarely. And I try I never want to bump somebody up like two tiers or three tiers. Like I, I try not to do it. You know, we want to see that gradual progression one way or the other. We don't want to overreact, but Leonard Fournette, you get that three-year contract in a good situation, a team that is competing to win. Just like you said, it's hard not to throw him up two tiers in your rankings. And if you don't like Leonard Fournette and he's on your roster and you've been waiting for this opportunity to cash out, I think you get 108 or 109 for him. I I know people, I think you could find somebody that's willing to pay that. They're they're a contender. They lost in the semis last year. They got 109. I think that's an opportunity. Uh, Yeah, if you're uh, rebuilding and you could flip your, if you could flip Lenny and get something in that range, you know, like Mitch is hoping Jameson, Jameson Williams slides or someone like that. You might end up with a stud out of the deal. Or if you could package something and guys you mentioned lower in the rankings and AJ Dillon or a Michael Carter would upside and maybe squeeze something else. I could see that. And I, I it's not going to be everybody, but I do think there's mm-hmm. one or two people in every league that might see it that way. If somebody has a plethora of wide receivers, plethora, boom, big word for JB today. Uh, that word. May, maybe you get a brain and I, you know, I, I think those are level values. Maybe you can get, I'm sure you could get Chase Claypool in a lot of situations, maybe a Juju plus a small piece. Uh, I'll take Lenny at 108 or 109, but on contenders, as you indicate, that's what Greg says in the chat. Okay. and I, I, Greg's a straight shooter. I feel like if he thought I was being crazy, he would have called me out right there. So, okay, we're in the clear, at least for that. So, yeah, that's Leonard Fournette. We get through it, it. It doesn't change at all without Mitch, Dan. <laughs> 30 we, minutes in, we talk about three players. So let's try to go a little quickly. Uh, it's tough to shut you up, man. We uh, love what we do, JB. We love what we do. I know. I know too much. Allen Robinson to the Ram Rams for three years. Uh, and then that leads to Robert Woods being traded to the Titans. So a, a little bit of a domino effect here. But Allen Robinson, Rams, what are your thoughts? I am really, really, really intrigued here. And I could be completely right, completely wrong. I I would understand anybody's take on this. But 
we have always said, what if, what if every year up to maybe, la- you know, this last season, which probably disappointed us the most. And if you had a Rob, you're, you're, you're really sour right now. But if he had a great quarterback, what would a Rob be? He's got it. He's got it. And let me tell you, this is, he's one of those guys you're going to hear from me as we get closer to the season. You know, I love these guys that are in great shape and I get these inside scoops. Alan Robinson was always that guy. He is a workout rat. Like he is not coming, like I don't think old and washed to the Rams. So I am going to put my money on Allen Robinson and say he is not on the washed it variety. And if I'm sour from last year, I am letting go of my feelings and I am on the A Rob train with the Rams and Matthew Stafford. And I think he's an I, upgrade over Robert Woods. I can't use the jersey anymore. <laughs> but let me ask you, because we had this this argument two years ago. Would you take Allen Robinson or Hollywood Brown? <laughs> <laughs> you would take you would take A Rob. I know it. This keeps coming back, man. I, yeah, I'm I'm like I've I've soured on the Hollywood Brown that I was pumping up, man. And uh, I think in that situation with the Rams and they're, and they're I think uh, they're close in my rankings too. But you know, it's another one of those situations where Hollywood right now in my rankings, uh, dynasty rankings, is higher because of age and I age discriminate, but. You and I are in a startup today, JB, and if push comes to shove, I'm pressing that button on Allen Robinson. Vindication. I give it to you. I give it to you. I give Vindication. It to you. <laughs> I remember two years ago, I was just about to go on vacation, and I was all I was all fired up, I remember. And then I had somebody DM me after that show. No joke, they DM me. JB, is everything okay? Because you got a little <laughs> fired up with Dan. Like, like everything, everything good at home? I said, like, yeah. And I remember it was because it was the first show we had for in a while. That we didn't have a guest on. So I was like, I can unleash the dragon tonight. It was and unleashed. It, it was Alan Robinson versus Hollywood Brown. And two years later, I, I I win that argument. Thank you. Thank you. Mic drop. All right. Uh, yeah. Again, Leonard Fournette, Alan Robinson, similar situation. If you have them on your roster and you've been looking to unload either, this presents a perfect opportunity. Alan Robinson, nice spike in value. A lot of these guys... A nice spike in value there there aren't too many that went somewhere and you're like ooh, like that that's you're gonna drop down my rankings as a result i have a lot of one or two tier risers it may be you know looking through rose colored glasses but it a lot of people are going to look at it that way and there's the opportunity to move them so alan robinson i i would put him like i, I have him like right with brandon cooks mike you, williams you would be proud of me too I was looking for this as you were going through those names, JB. I traded Hollywood Brown in one of my leagues before Robinson went to the Rams. It was Hollywood Brown for Allen Robinson in the guy's second round pick this year. I think it was a decent second. So right now I'm feeling pretty good about that. That, That's just gravy on top. I like it. I love it. That that trade was an honor of you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, But now, and then on the other side, people are going to say, JB, why would I move Leonard Fournette? Why would I move Allen Robinson when we were waiting for these situations and now we got it? So why am I moving them? It Again, it, look at your roster. Look at the way your league dynamic is, especially if it goes wide receiver or, or, or heavy running back. Like There's some leagues running backs are so difficult to acquire. If you can cash out on Leonard Fournette or vice versa, Allen Robinson in a heavy wide receiver league, this is your opportunity if you are not contending. Like a- after like probably a, a week or two, I think the hype comes down a little bit until the season rolls around because then we start to get into the rookies. But once news happens, once news breaks and we get these new landing spots, 
it's a perfect time to to move him. So Allen Robinson, yeah. and then that Juju, Chiefs, one year. Out of our Discord, I think I'm the highest. I like I, I'm I'm dropping trades in, and you can see who votes on the trades. And I'm like, all right, Dan, you're dead to me because you voted against me or or whoever it is. Am, am I crazy? Am I too optimistic here? And let me provide context. I I'm I'm buying Juju at like 111, 112 in 12 team superflex. Is that crazy? No. I know. Uh, I didn't a, hear a lot of conviction in that voice. It's not crazy. He's a mystery to me. So here's what I'm asking myself, John. Why can Juju only land a one-year deal, but there is much potential in Kansas City with Mahomes? Was he that player that, you know, we have those guys on our favorite teams who are like, you know, I'd love him back if he came at a hometown discount. Did Juju give Pittsburgh a hometown discount to finish his with Big Ben? Like, I believe they're really close. Like, I remember, like, I think it was last year when Big Ben, we thought maybe it was last year. Juju's last game of that year was awesome. Ben peppered him everywhere. He had, like, double-digit catches. It's like, whoa, Juju still got some juice. Then last year came, and Ben, like, his, his wet noodle arm was, like, kind of barely hanging in there. And, you know, Juju had some moments. He, he didn't look bad by any means. But, but he landed in the most perfect spot in Kansas City. But it's a one-year deal. I know. And there were reports, and I, I got to find it, but it sounds like Juju wanted to return to the Steelers again. Maybe it was because he, he, he his agent looked around and there wasn't much interest. Oh, I, you know, I'd love to come back to Pittsburgh. But allegedly, they wanted to go in a different direction. Oh, my God. You, you think you know people. You think you have the Dynasty Theory listeners. You think they, 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 they believe in you. They want to support you. Greg. If 112 is Jamison Williams, then you're crazy. At least I got an emoji. Nick says, I'm too optimistic. Still competing with Kelsey and Hill for touches. Taking over the Hardman role. Easy uh, on McCall. Easy on He wins in a different way, though. I think he provides that opportunity to have that underneath force that they have been missing. Am I saying he's going to get 10 targets a game? No. But I... You'll be happy with four to six touches and a four to six and a catches and a touchdown. No, uh, absolutely. But, but Nick, I, I agree Consistent. with you. I am too. I do believe I'm too optimistic. Maybe I reevaluate, but I, you know, I'm certainly higher than, uh, than anybody that- else. Oh, really, really quick, really quick little plug in the chat. The FF dynasty guys just did a guest spot with them. Uh, Dan, I told you before we jumped on three round rookie mock draft. We got through like 15 picks because the conversation was incredible. It was fantastic. A lot of fun. So whenever that comes out, I'll be retweeting it, blasting out. That was a lot of fun. FF Dynasty in the chat. Was John talking too much? Let's be honest. Is that why it really took that long? Probably just a little bit, just a little bit, but Nick, where, kicking where, me while, Nick kicking me while I'm down about McCall Hardman. Come on. He still may have a role. The question with Juju is, you know, what do they they use? Pringle, Robinson, and Hardman. Does Juju take is Robinson Pringle and Pringle? Pringle? No, Pringle's there? with the Bears. Yeah, Pringle's Pringle. with the Bears. So two of those tar- guys' targets are vacated. Does Juju just become the primary, and then Hardman just has like that, like, you know, gadget guy kind of role? But to your point, JB, that's a great gamble. Even if you're wrong, it's worth a gamble. He's got Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City and that pass-happy offense. Now, one thing I have been doing, as opposed to just like the 112 or 111 
for Juju, it's been like a package deal. And I, I dropped a few of them in our Discord. So uh, jump in there, pass judgment on, yell at me for those deals. But uh, that's kind of the value. I mean, like I'm taking Juju over Cooks. This is going to get me killed. I got to make sure nobody has my address. I'm taking Juju over Darnell Mooney. I could see it because of the Bears situation in fields like we talked about with quarterbacks. Like in fantasy football, I want a quarterback that I know that's going to get my guy the ball and is going to throw a lot. We don't know what's going to happen with the Bears. Well, and here's the thing, too, that I mentioned, and I, I mentioned this on Saturday's show. If Juju goes out and does what Hunter Redfro did last year, <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> come on. Come on. Uh, but if he goes out and does what Hunter, Hunter Renfro did last year, he catapults up into a top 15 dynasty receiver. Which like, he's capable of. He is. And it, so it's an upside play of somebody we've seen do it before. And that resonates with people because then they're more likely to return to value, especially whenever they're only 25 years old. So is it a gamble? Yes. But anybody you're taking at the 112 is certainly a gamble. Yeah. So that's kind of my spot. Uh, Kyle says, uh, funny, I'm considering Amon Ra, Mooney, or Juju in a startup right now. Kyle, if you can't trade back, that's always my answer. That's always the cop-out answer. I would take Juju over both. And again, I got to make sure my address isn't listed anywhere. <laughs> Depending on how you're going to build that roster, Kyle. Amon's pretty tough to, to pass up, but I get it. JB, I can't wait till we release our, like we do every year, our graphics with our top 12, you know, rookies. Because when I do release it and I think about who I have right now in that like 10 through 12 range, I would take Juju, but that's for another show. Yeah, it's, and then I would be interested, like, like where do people draw the line if it were just a pick? Because then we start to get in 203, 204. It's like David Bell, Jahan Dotson. You can't tell me there's not going to be question marks there. Um, uh, Juju over CEH. I'll, I'll take Juju. Over Edmonds, I'll take Juju. Uh, I talked about some of the receivers. So, you know, it's all on my tiers. I don't want to spend too much time on Juju. If I say Juju one more time, <laughs> it's like one of those, when you say the same word over and over again, it sounds weird. Yeah, that needs to be one of your clips. Uh, you know, how many times John said Juju tonight? Every time I say it, go back and, and drink. Okay. Rashad Penny resigns with Seattle for one year. I like this for him. It's kind of prove it. Stay healthy. Chris Carson cut candidate. And if that happens, Rashad's value even rises a little bit more. John, is this the RB market disrespecting Rashad Penny? Or is this a long history of injury and just, you know, potential that we haven't seen? But are you not concerned? Like, was it a good decision for him? Like, if Carson comes back, if Drew Locke's your quarterback, John gets to talk about Drew Locke now. Are they rebuilding? Like, like, there's some concerns here for Penny for a lot of reasons. Yeah, and you could look at it that way. You could, the, we always know, like, Melvin Gordon still isn't signed. He, he had a, a lot of juice left. But then you see Denver restructuring some contracts. Maybe that has something to do with it. Um, but once you get through that first wave of running backs and even wide receivers – those contracts start to dwindle because landing spots start to come down. Uh, the, the backfields get crowded. Is there a reason to go out and acquire Rashad Penny? I think it is a prove it type situation. Rashad, stay healthy. Just look decent, stay healthy, and you, you'll go on and get it, maybe a, just a two-year deal, but you'll get something else beyond this one year. I don't think anybody was banging in his front door talking to his agent 
saying, hey, we got to get Rashad, lock him up for three years when the dude can't stay healthy. And I like Rashad Penny. I do. If you look at last year's film, it's very encouraging. You oh, know? absolutely. Like, so I'm just thinking, you know, hey, I'd rather have a chance to prove it with a team where I could be successful versus, you know, how is Seattle going to compete versus the Niners and the Rams and maybe even the Cardinals? It's going to be tough. 12-team Superflex, Marcus Mariota, Rashad Penny. <laughs> That's brutal. I, I'm, because of the Seattle situation, I'm going to roll the dice at having the extra Superflex quarterback and say Mariota. Would you take Penny over any of these running backs? CEH, Miles Sanders, Chase Edmonds, James Conner? No. I would not either. Okay. Would you take Penny over Christian Kirk or Michael Gallup? No. Okay. So I did not move him in my tears at all. He is one of the few... I mean, there were a good amount, but he, he was one that didn't see movement based on this one-year contract. And I talked about with franchise tags, and certainly it holds true for one-year contracts. There's still that level of uncertainty, right? Like Fournette's getting three years. Even Edmonds is getting two years. Connor gets three years. But we have a little bit of stability. And for running backs, two years is really all the stability you can hope for. But Penny, one-year deal. Let's say, knock on wood, let's say he does get injured a season ending injury. There's going to be crushing. no market there. It, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and of course you would feel for the kid, but he goes out, has a good year, gets that two or three year contract. And then maybe even at the age of 27, people are a little bit more willing to invest as opposed to that one year contract on a crappy team in Seattle. Watch Seattle's going to be that team that surprises us and makes the playoffs somehow. But Hey, in the NFC where there's no talent anymore, maybe they do. <laughs> Anything's possible. Maybe they do. All right. This is for Mitch Buffalo releases Cole Beasley. What do they do? They get a better Cole Beasley and they sign Jamison Crowder. This is, it's only a one year deal, but from a production standpoint, maybe not necessarily value on the, on the market within your league. I think it's it's best case scenario. I really believe that. And and Dan, you seem a little skeptical, I think. It, it feels like the poor man's version of Juju going to Kansas City. It is the ideal situation. It, it like salvaged whatever dynasty hope you have for Jamison Crowder. So this is definitely Mitch's Merry Christmas, Mitch. Um, th this was the perfect spot. Um, I'm done with Beasley. I think he is an upgrade over Beasley Crowder. He's got juice. Wait, but, did like, you see did you see the blurb? that was criticizing Buffalo. And I think it was some whack job saying, I can't believe they released uh, uh, a future hall of famer and Cole Beasley. Uh, what? That was bizarre. What? Bizarro world is what we entered. I did see that. And like, yeah. anyway, not, I, I, I had to throw up. that in. And he's a former cowboy. You think he'd have a place in my heart. He doesn't. So like Crowder, like my Isaiah McKenzie dreams were a little bit dashed, but you know, he's a primary returner for him. You need depth. You guys get injured. Those kind of things. Like, why doesn't nobody in the NFL want Jamison Crowder? You know, that's the other thing. He's starting to get shuffled a little bit. He can't um, stay healthy either, though. It, yep. He's 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 like Rashad Petty. This is his chance. This is his window. He needs to stay healthy and he needs to produce. He gets hurt again. It's just he's going to pass away the most ideal situation. But anyone with Josh Allen in Buffalo or Mahomes in Kansas City, I'm in on a gamble. He's going to be in my rankings. If he falls to me, I'll grab him. Would you, so just looking at draft picks, 
Let me see here. Would you trade two eleven in twenty twenty two for Jamison Crowder? And let, let me let's say twelve team super flex. You have to start three wide receivers. Starting three wide receivers, giving me a Buffalo slot receiver. I'm not crazy about this year's draft. Looking at who I have at two eleven, I'm going to go with Crowder. Okay, and I think I, wa- right. I want to win now. I want to win now. I think that's right around the threshold. Would you go Crowder or Tyler Boyd? Based on what we saw last year, I would. I think someone would draft Boyd before me, and I would hope to land on Crowder. Now, if I got to pick one, I'm going to take the younger Boyd with Burrow. But is, is it a situation last year? Is it a situation similar to the Fournette ETN conversation? If you could get a plus with Jamison Crowder, you would move Boyd. I'd want the plus. You know, let me let me get a draft pick and hope you know George Pickens slides to me or something like that. Or like last year, I was hoping a Kadarius Tony would slide to me. You know, if I could get something that has some upside or another player, yeah. What about DJ Shark? DJ Shark in Detroit for one year, younger, 25 years old. Who knows what's going to happen after this year? Jameson Crowder, 28 years old, a little bit older, but a better situation. I've always been a Shark guy. Uh, I think he's going to be limited to his production in Detroit, but he's going to have some moments. Man, that's tough. That's really tough. Again, maybe it's not. I have him lower than Boyd, so I, I, I that's something else that have to be just a little more enticing. Come on, give us an answer. Come on, oh, man. I, I, I like Chark. I got him more. I, I still have him ranked higher than Crowder, but that's fair. If I could, if I could get Crowder plus, I, I, I would go in that direction again. Now, what range of running back are we looking at? Uh, Jamison Crowder, ideal situation there. Uh, like Chuba Hubbard, Alexander Madison, Jamal Williams, Kenneth Gainwell. Like that territory? The only one of those names that I would have to think about. I'm Crowder over all of them except for, I'm not sure about Alexander Madison. In the back of my mind, Dalvin Cook's uh, legal situation is still there in my back of my mind. Health history. You know, there, there still could be an opportunity for Madison. And then quarterbacks, um, <laughs> Drew Locke or Jameson Crowder? Uh, I, I don't, I don't believe oh, you might get a, you might get a year out of drew though. You might get a year, which is valuable in your super flex spot. Yes, but I don't gonna... think I'm going to get many years out of Crowder, to be honest with you. You know, I mean, if he lights it up this year, maybe Buffalo resigns him to a one or two year deal. If not, I think it's a one year and he's out. So one year, drew locker, one year, Jameson Crowder. I, I say one year, Jameson Crowder. Oh my God. I, I, I don't know. I thought you were going to go with I, I feel like they're going to draft Malik Willis, Seattle. Like I, I just can't I, yeah, I find it hard to believe. I think it's all fluff. Pete Carroll saying what he, I, we know we can't believe Pete Carroll. He's proven that year in and year out. So I'm not buying what he's saying about Drew Locke. All right. That's fair. Robert Woods in Tennessee. I think it's a great move for Tennessee. I like it for Ryan Tannehill. People were asking me, JB, how, how do you think Robert Woods performs? I, I, Low end wide receiver three probably ceiling. I and I I hope I'm I, I pray I'm wrong. I have so much Robert Woods, so much. If you could um, trade him, if this is a window to trade, John, I recommend you trade Robert Woods. And I, I thought about this a little bit deeper. I know I tweeted out that 
you know, this is a salary dump for the Rams and a Julio upgrade for the Titans. But if we go back two seasons ago, Coach McVeigh was close to trading Woods to get Julio Jones. And then Julio underperforms in Tennessee. Woods is coming off a serious injury. So if Woods was close to Julio pre-injury, no, I don't believe that. I think Woods has got a little more juice. But, again, I I think he's going to be okay. But for Dynasty, I am out. You will not see me draft Robert Woods in any startups. I'm not going to try to trade for him. You're going to offer me him, and I I don't really want him. Woods are 212. I have to throw the same situation as I did with Crowder. I'm not really enticed by 212. I might – I'm, you can I'm, say Woods. It's okay. It's a safe. Yeah, zone. I'll go. I'll go Woods. Just, but right. doesn't. I'm not excited about it. Two oh eight, two oh eight, right? Two oh eight. Now I'm starting to like that second round pick a little bit more. Right. I think, think of what you know, running back receivers and enough depth to land in a good situation that I'll take that upside over Woods. I think the move might be like if you could move Woods again. I don't think anybody's thrilled over the situation, but I've had people say like, "Would you move two oh two for Woods?" Like I've had those questions. So it has crossed people's minds. Don't do it, please. But if you could move Woods for like Crowder in a late third, that that's a win. I would take Crowder there. Yeah, if yeah. I could somehow squeeze a 2023 second, get me Crowder or somebody. I love the 2023 draft. I don't think oh. I need Robert Woods on my dynasty teams this year to win a league by any means. Right. You you can plug that production flow. And Everybody loves the 23 class, not just Dan Lamont. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. But, so, but if, if there's some shine on Woods and that's what gets me a second, maybe for 2023 somehow. Yeah. And again, I think part of the, the, the shine, as you, as you mentioned, was just the fact it was a new situation and the fantasy community, the dynasty community, we all just want something different. We want something to change. Yeah. You know, it could be a worse situation. Some people are like, like, Oh, like it's, it's exciting. It's different. It's something to talk about. Like the next guy you're going to bring up. James Washington Dallas. Can I say something? This is an old JB Dan argument too, man. This is kind of like Brown Robinson here a little bit. I know I was really down on him in Pittsburgh. All right. And I had a lot of negative comments towards Mr. Washington. But I kind of like the spot for him in Dallas. And I like it even more because if he's on the outside, and he can push CD Lamb back into that slot. I want to see Lamb in that slot. I want. I don't want to see him out wide. I want him in that slot. Let him thrive as uh, a number one receiver playing out of the slot, which we've seen multiple times throughout. Uh, you know the NFL landscape. You don't always have to be that alpha outside receiver. But James Washington I, again. This is, we're not. I'm not saying he's a top twenty four receiver. Mm. But if you can get that little spike in value people like the spot maybe we get a positive news blurb hey he went out uh, him and Dak had breakfast together last week oh, oh maybe i can get get a pick for him uh package up james washington with a third for a second you know i i think that could be a, an intriguing move always looking to get those small margins but anything really uh we're, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel here uh, i want to get uh you know we got five more minutes here so what are your thoughts on washington to this day, I still – and I, I know you've told me the childhood stories of, of, you know, being a Dallas fan and you're a Steelers fan, but I, I, I really don't know who you like. But anyway, I digress. You and I used to argue whether he was 
good or not. And, and, you know, you're the Steelers fan. I'm like, JP, how don't you like James Washington? And I, you know, and, and I'm going to give you the edge in that argument. All right. He never really, fa- he didn't materialize fantasy wise in, in, in Pittsburgh. I think there was a maturity piece there with him. You know, I, I think Ben was disgruntled in certain years, but then he kind of grew on Ben a little bit. Obviously he's not as talented as Deontay and, and Claypool, but he's going into a really good situation in Dallas. I'm really struggling with him letting go of Amari Cooper, really struggling. You know, that's my guy, but just even from a talent level, you know, I'm listening to Michael Gallup's uh, interview today when he signed his new contract. I was on the Cowboys website being a homer. And Gallup's like, man, we learned lifelong friends with Cooper. He's just just talking about great he was. I'm thinking, how are you replacing that? You know, in Dallas right now, we're replacing that with Michael Gallup. And there are some people in Dallas that think there's more in Gallup. But Gallup's not even going to be ready necessarily week right. one. And Cedric Wilson's gone. There's an opportunity in that Dallas. They're, they're going to pass for James Washington to flourish. So I'm intrigued as like a flex play, situational play, very good bench player. Give me James Washington on my teams. What he's talented too. To... He's another workout warrior guy, guy JB. He, he's out working in the same Florida training camps with Allen Robinson. Just, just saying. And you go back, and I obviously a few years removed, but you look at his collegiate production and the breakout age, like 90-some percentile, the dominator rating just destroyed at Oklahoma State. Um, you know, so people might still be hanging their hats on that. And you talk about being a workout warrior. I know you're all about that, Dan. Uh, but, you know, he's intriguing. Lower-end option. Save him for the end of the show because if if we ran out of time, I say we I go wasn't... rapid fire. I say we go right. rapid fire through the rest of your guys. Quick comments, bang it out. Right. What do you think? I think we can finish this list. Well, we're gonna do it right here. We have two minutes. We got tight ends: Gerald Everett to the Chargers, two years; Austin Hooper to the Titans, one year; Hayden Hurst, Bengals, one year; Bills sign OJ Howard, one year; the Jets they had CJ Uzoma, and now they have Tyler Conklin, Giants, Ricky Seals Jones. Who intrigues you here? The Chargers saved Gerald Everett's dynasty value. Saved it. Because I, 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 I think, think it was, puts him into a top 20 conversation. And again, uh, tight end, top 20. Woo, alert the media, JB. I get it. Agreed. I think Hooper Scooper 2.0. Titans got to have a tight end. So maybe your dynasty shares have something there in Tennessee, just landing into a good Give situation. Me life. Give me life. Hayden Hurst gets Joe Burrow. That's like Crowder and, you know, these like juju perfect situations. So, you know, maybe there's something reborn in Hayden Hurst. Um, outside of that, ah, Ricky Seal Jones, I don't know, maybe like he kind of he, flashed he, he into Washington. The, he fits the athletic profile of what we saw with Evan Ingram. You know, you look at a lot of the measurables, but yeah, the injuries. I mean, he's a perfect feeling for Evan Ingram as I'm talking about the injuries. Perfect. I, yeah, and there's, there's an injury theme with some of these guys. Moster, you know, changes scenery if he could stay healthy. There's some juice there. I was a little mad that you put kept Dontre, you, like you skimmed our notes. Like for our listeners, John had like fullback free agents on his note. He was ready to go like all in tonight. And then he realized it was, a, it was an hour show. He takes out the fullbacks, takes out all the bums. And then you leave Dontrell Hilliard on this list, which I no, go no, met, no, 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 no. I, t- met, I, I met, did- met to. Well, if you took it out, you took it out right be- like before I seen your like last draft. But you I took Damian with- Williams out. Damian Williams has some juice, John. You can't take your boy out and leave Dontre Hilliard in there. Uh, there was no juice there in Damian Williams. Quarter, uh, <laughs> Quarter, Quarter- <laughs> I can't even say his name. <laughs> Patterson. <laughs> Two, I'm losing my freaking mind here. Eleven o'clock here in Pittsburgh. 
Uh, Falcon signed Patterson to a two-year deal. Dolphin signed Raheem Mostert. Uh, the the most interesting thing there is Mostert, the impact on Edmonds. I I don't think it changes the Edmonds outlook at all because we talked about him being a, a committee back, but being involved in the passing game. He's not going to be a bruiser. He's not going to be a workhorse. So Mostert, oh my God. Moster in that role, thank you, isn't changing anything. That's my thought. Can't even speak anymore. Yeah, I mean, Evans might go to like where he was last year in Arizona with Connor, with Moster and, and Gaskins. Uh, is what it is. Yeah, so a lot of interesting conversations there. But I, like I said, Gerald Everett, I think he jumps into the top 20. Austin Hooper, give him life. Still a little bit lower, but I would like to see the utilization there. But anybody listening, I will ship him off for a mid-22 second if you want to pay that in a two PPR league. So throw some offers out here. Final thoughts. Well, there's no Mitch here, but Dan, for the 152nd time. <laughs> I had to look at the episode number. Uh, what are your final thoughts for the listeners? There was a lot going on in tonight's show. There was, there was. My final thoughts are the I am still watching the quarterback carousel of the NFL. I don't believe it's over yet. You still have Jimmy GQ and Baker Mayfield left, and you have teams like Carolina who picked sixth. I can't believe they're content with Sam Darnold. Is it a Malik Willis, or do they make a trade? I just I really struggle with them staying with Darnold. Seattle, Drew Locke. I'm sorry, John. Again, I don't believe they picked ninth. I could see them getting Malik Willis. I mean, let. Does Atlanta draft a quarterback at eighth and throw a wrench in something somewhere? And then I will not rule out Houston with picks three and 13. I, I'm not sure I'm sold on the David Mills, Davis Mills train there. And then the Saints, I, I, I'm going to lean with you, JB, what you said tonight. It's not a bad place to land two-year contract. But there is a little part of me with the 18th pick in the draft, you never know. And even with the Steelers, with the 20th pick in the draft, you never know. So I guess my point is don't get comfortable. Yeah, and I, I think we always talk about being proactive and being right and making those bets. There's going to be some shifts across your leagues and some of these lower end moves. Again, like Trubisky for a 204. It's not it's not league shattering by any means. But if you make a few of these bets and, and you hit on them, of course, it's going to help your dynasty teams. So show conviction, take a stance. Uh, you know, I, I'm in on Jameis Winston. We'll see if that blows up in my face. I'm not in, even though I have too many shares. I'm not in on Drew Locke for obvious reasons. Uh, and then my final thought, don't always have one, but the Dolphins signing Armstead offensive tackle, uh, was it five years, 75 million? That's huge for two. That's huge for that offense. Uh, we talked about the Steelers and the Bengals last week, bolstering their offensive lines. Dolphins doing the same. So great move for them. Dan almost got us out of here on time, but we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at dynasty theory FF in the episode description, check out the discord, jump in conversations, 24 uh, seven tears free for the rest of March. Check out the Patreon five bucks a month, uh, live draft party. First two nights of the draft, probably going like six hours, both nights, uh people on the patreon like we it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun time we have some games lined up doing some giveaways but we got that so for dan lamagna mitch Sorensen, even though he's not here i'm john bauer take care we'll see everybody next week <laughs>